Wouldn't Cody Bellinger look good in a Yankees uniform, even though they have Soto? I mean, he'd still look Why don't you good. ask our next guest? We're going to. Bring him in. He's, he's, I don't think he's ready. No, he's ready. No, I meant for what he's about to get. Uh-oh. Well, give him a warning. Go ahead. We just did. We got Frazier here. I'm sorry, Michael K. We have Todd <laughs> Frazier with us. Michael K. joining us right now, voice of the Yanks for a long time. What? Michael, how you doing? Great to have you on here for the first time. What's up, man? Uh, nothing's up. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we, we got fans already in the chat today, Yanks fans, asking about Bellinger. What, what do you think is the percentage chance that Cody Bellinger, after this offseason now and everything the Yanks have done, ends up with the Yankees? I'd, I'd be stunned if that happened. I, I just I can't see it happening. I mean, I know everybody thinks the Yankees have a bottomless pit of money, but their payroll is over $300 million right now. They don't have a spot for him in the outfield. I mean, you make a spot for Cody Bellinger, but... You know, you've got Soto in right, you've got uh, Judge in center, and you've got Verdugo in left. And defensively, you've got Trent Grisham that you're going to put in there as a fourth outfielder. I, I just, I, I think if they spend any more money, it's going to be to bolster the bullpen rather than bring in Cody Bellinger. I mean, Cody Bellinger is an outstanding player, and he gives them versatility, especially if, uh, if Rizzo is hurt. And I don't think he is. I think, I think Anthony's going to be fine. He could play first and center, but I, I just don't see it happening, especially at the price. You know, even if it's a discounted price, I just I don't see I don't see the fit once they once they made the Verdugo deal. Michael, what's going on, brother? Everything well? Everything's great, Todd. How you doing? Good, 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 man. The show is doing well. I've been watching it, man. What do you think? I talked to Booney about this the other day, and he he gave me you know some different kind of you know lineups. I'm I'm curious to think where do you think Soto fits in that lineup, and um, you know how how how's the lineup going to look to you? Well, it's funny, Todd. I actually I had I had lunch with with Aaron the other day, and we talked about the lineup. And and I, I you know, he said this publicly, and I don't get it that he you know he wants to um, bat Soto second and Judge third. I said, what? Why? He said, imagine the protection you're gonna get for Soto. I said, so what? How about the protection you get for Judge? I said, you guys have been so married to having Judge bat second. Because analytics tell you if you're the number two batter in a lineup rather than number three, you end up getting 30 more bats per year over the course of the season. I said, and Scott Boris, it's been known, you know, called up San Diego last year and said that Soto only wanted to bat third. Now, one of the strengths of Boone is that he's a great communicator and he can convince people to do things. He said, I've already spoken with Soto. He's, he's cool with batting second. I said, okay make much sense to me. I'd rather give Judge the protection since he's the home run guy. Soto is a 35 to 40 home run guy. If Judge gets protection, he didn't even have it when he hit 62. Maybe he hit 65. But um, I, I think it's going to be fluid, Todd. I think they're going to change things around a lot. But uh, I think the first thing, you know, probably the opening day lineup, you're going to have Soto batting in the number two spot and Judge batting third. Mm. Michael, how big was this deal for the Yankees with the Soto? I mean, it's one of the few times where you actually see a fan base like publicly say, we want this guy. The Yankees go out and get him. I mean, what, can you imagine with the Yankees fans if they Soto would have gone somewhere else, the reaction? So how big is this move for the Yankees? I mean, obviously left-handed offensive, but also a protection for Judge or vice versa the other way. I mean, this was the deal the Yankees had to make, right? It, they did, and you can see by what they gave up, AJ. I mean, they gave up a lot. They didn't want to give up Michael King. They love Michael King, and, you know, they were a little short on starting pitching. King would have been really important for them. 
And also the kid Thorpe is thought of as, as a guy that could really be a pretty good starter in the big leagues. They gave up an awful lot to get Soto, but you know what? They had to. They had to change their perception of the team. Every time they've gone to a postseason, it's not the pitching that failed them. It's the hitting that failed them. This is one of the greatest players of all time statistically. You can't hide that fact. He's that good. And that's why they gave up a Michael King. And that's why they gave up a Thorpe. Because they knew this is a deal that we can't not make. You know, I, I get some Yankee fans when I do my radio show. Oh, they haven't spent anything in free agency. Oh, man. It doesn't matter. They got the best player that was available. And, and they're paying him $31 million a year. I mean, the only question with the Soto deal, guys, is whether or not they're going to be able to retain him. It's, it's going to cost a lot of money to retain him. But they are going for it this year, especially after not making last year. And they've done that before. In 2008, when they didn't make the playoffs, they went out. They got AJ. They got CC. Uh, they got Mark Mark Teixeira, and they won the World Series the next year. So they're they're throwing all their their cards in the middle of the table, and they're going to try to win it. And I think Soto is a big part of it. So there was a lot of injuries last year, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, Luis Severino, he was up and down, and then he just fell off a little bit. I want to ask you this year coming up, who's the biggest variable, man? There can you can go a lot of different ways here. Um, there's a lot of different guys who need to step up for. So for you, who's the biggest one for in your opinion? The biggest guy for me, Todd, is Carlos Rodon. I, I guess I'm one of the few people in New York that still believes in him. I look at the year that he had with the White Sox and then the year that he had with the uh, with the Giants. This guy is a stud. He, he's a great pitcher. And if he returns to that and is a legitimate number two behind Garrett Cole, that makes him so much better. And in every single report that I've heard uh, about um, Rodon, he, he got to Tampa like a month ago. He's in unbelievable shape. And somebody in the Yankee organization actually told me this, and it's a great line. He said, getting punched in the mouth is an unbelievable motivator. And he got punched in the mouth last year. He, he was out the first half of the season with injury. He came back. He had an awful start at the end of the year against Kansas City, where he turned his back on the Yankee pitching coach, Matt Blake. You know, he blew that kiss in, in Oakland, which I didn't think was a big deal, but it was certainly made a big deal. I guess it was in Anaheim. It was made a big deal here in New York. I, I think he's a legitimately great pitcher who needs to return to what he did. And it looks like every everything that I've heard from down in Tampa, he's locked in and ready to have a big season. That's good. That's good. So, Michael, we had Kim Kirchin and, and Ken Rosenthal on last week, and they're obviously – they're from Baltimore. They're Baltimore Orioles guys. And I asked them, and I want to ask you the same question. Are the Yankees right now better than the Baltimore Orioles if neither team makes any more moves? Well – that's a tough one, AJ, because what Baltimore won 100 games last year and the Yankees won 82. So I think they won 101. So that's 19 games they have to make up. Did they make up 19 games? I'm, I'm not quite sure. I think the I think the Orioles are missing the boat, not going out and getting a big-time pitcher. They should be in on Snell. They should be in on Montgomery. But it looks like they're just going to try to keep riding with kids. I just don't think they have enough pitching. I think they could win the American League East, but I don't think they have enough pitching to uh, to win a playoff series. So, uh, long answer to your question. I think the, the Orioles are still better in the American League East. I think the Yankees are a better playoff team than the Orioles because of their pitching and their bullpen. Let me ask you this. Uh, Marcus Stroman jumped into the picture here. Now he's with the New York Yankees, longtime Toronto Blue Jay and other teams. I remember uh, there was a little beef I thought you guys had back in the day a little bit. Now, are you, are you guys going to talk like um, – like they did earlier with the with the Yankee or what they did with the Yankees earlier. 
are, are he and I going to talk? Yeah, yeah. Are you guys going to have that conversation? I, I guess it's up to him. <laughs> I mean, you know, Marcus, Marcus is obviously very active on social media. And this is, I guess, when he was with, uh, I guess he was with the Blue Jays. And I remarked on my radio show that, um, that uh, you know, he, he should let his pitching speak for itself because he's, he's such a good pitcher, especially when he's locked in. He's a real weapon. He doesn't need to be going back and forth at fans and punching down. Now, I appreciate that because I'm about as thin-skinned a guy as you'll ever meet. I mean, I'm almost you can almost see through my skin. It's so thin. So I, I get where he's coming from, but he's a big league star. He's an all-star. He didn't need to be doing that. Anyway, you know how Twitter, now X, works. Fans got to him. Michael K's ripping you on the radio. I wasn't ripping him. All I said was he should stay off social media, let his pitching speak for him. And he dug up this thing from a fan um, where a fan said that I was a racist because I'd never had a black co-host on my radio show. And I'd done my radio show at that point for 20 years. Now, I find it hilarious. I, I don't hire anybody. I don't get to choose who I'm working with. The, the company hires them. You can, you can question them why they hired the people that they hired. And then Marcus retweeted that. And at the bottom, he said, well, now I see why he doesn't like me. And I thought that was an unbelievable cheap shot. And, you know, you could call me a lot of things. Todd, you've known me. I'm a lot of things. I'm not the best guy in the world. Racist is not one of them. So that really, really, really got my goat. And, uh, you know, whether or not he wants to address it, you know, you know the way the business works now. I mean, does the play-by-play -play guy really have to interact with the players, it would it would be beneficial. I mean, I get the chance yeah. to talk with Judge and Stanton and Rizzo, but if if a guy and I don't have a relationship, I mean, I guess we don't have a relationship. Yeah, and and for me, like going back when I used to play against Drone, we always used to jar at each other, bro. And that's just that's just part. That's the nature of the beast, you know. He would do his little shimmy, and I'd say we all scream at him, "Stop doing that!" Somebody hit a home run off this guy and keep him quiet, but. You know he's a he's a he's a good baseball player, and I think at the end of the day he's going to help help the Yankees. I think you would agree with me on that. Oh, I, I totally agree. If he's the pitcher that he was in the first half, where where he got to the uh, the All Star uh, game with the Cubs, and it's a home run for the Yankees. It's one of the greatest signings during the offseason. I mean, at eighteen and a half million dollars a year, you get a guy who has a lifetime. I think three point six five ERA keeps the ball on the ground, which is what you need at Yankee Stadium. With the short porch and right, he's an unbelievable competitor. Yankees have a very good infield defense, which I think is going to help him. I think he could be an X factor on this team. That's how important he could be. Whether oh, he talks Michael. to you or not. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's going to be good either way. Right. I, 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 I kind of want to be on that first plane flight. When, you know, Michael's, Marcus is looking for a seat, and Michael's sitting there, and he's like, hmm, maybe. I'm going to keep going. You know what? I'll end up standing, AJ. <laughs> okay. Hey, I, I, I nothing but respect for that answer. Yeah, nothing but respect. I respect for that, that too. All right. Well, let me get your take on a guy they missed this off season, Michael Yamamoto. So they don't get him, and it was leaked by at least one person that said, "Oh, well, they didn't want to go above the coal money." I'm, I'm good. You know, just observing from the outside as a neutral observer, if they hit a point where they're like, "This guy is not worth." 350 if the Dodgers now got to 325. I'm good with that. I don't like if they're actually serious about saying, well, we don't want to go above Cole's number, which also, by the way, is going to be 360 once he gets that option picked up, I think, after this coming season. So did you buy any of that and think that there would actually be a thought process like that? Because we know Garrett Cole wouldn't think that way. He wants to win. 
Yeah, I, I, I've never been able to nail that down that that was actually the case. And, and you brought up a great point. He's going to opt out at the end of this year, which he has a contractual right to do. And the Yankees, in order for him not to be a free agent, they just have to add a 10th year to his contract. So that would be a $360 million contract, and that tops with Yamamoto. Yamamoto had. You can't you can't play games like that because let's go to, to the offseason of, of 2024 before 2025. If you want to keep Soto, it's going to be $50 million a year. So are you not going to do that because that's more than Aaron Judge makes? No. That I mean, free agency is a matter of timing. You might not be as good a player, but you're going to get more because you became a free agent at the right time. I just think, guys, that they set a number and they also got the sense that he wanted to be in L.A. Because I had been hearing, you know, like three days before he signed with the Dodgers that the Yankees thought that they were the one-yard line. They thought it was done. And they just didn't feel that they should be chasing their tail. And their average annual value that they offered him was more than what the Dodgers offered him. Because they offered him 10 years at 300 and the Dodgers got him at 12 years. So I think it's like $28 million a year. Yankees with $30 million a year. I just think he wanted to play um, in L.A., and, and I think he wanted to play with Otani, which I think is a surprise because a lot of people in baseball thought that Japanese players don't want to be the second Japanese player on a team. But Yamamoto, Yamamoto felt it was more important to be with Otani than anything else. So the Yankees made their best run. The Mets made their best run. And I think if the Yankees had gone up to 350, the Dodgers would have gone up to 365. So even the Mets didn't top the number. And uh, they really wanted him and needed him as well because they figured there's no chance he's going anywhere else. He's using these numbers to drive the Dodgers up. I think the Dodgers would get him no matter what the number was. Wow. Wow. I mean, he just wanted to go to L.A., it seemed like. From, yeah. from the answers he gave, he was going to L.A. I, it feels yeah. almost like the Yankees could have offered him $500 million and he would have been like, oh, I'll still go to L.A. for three. You know, I mean, it just it would just seem like that, and whether it was Otani's influence or what, but – Good for him. Listen, he's a free agent. He can pick where he wants to go, and he got paid either way. So good for him. So last year in spring training, we had your – I don't know. She, I guess you're, she's not your co-host. She's your she's your Meredith? peer. No, we had Susan on. Oh, Susan. Okay. Yeah. And I asked yeah, her straight up. Radio. Yep. Yes, no, I know. But she's she's not your co-host. She's, a, she's your peer of the Yankees broadcast. We asked her straight up. I said, are the Yankees the best team in the American League? Her answer was, are the Astros still in the American League? So I'm going to ask you, I know you kind of said about the Orioles, but are, are or can the Yankees be the best team in the American League this year? They can. I think I think there's there's questions, AJ, that have to be answered in the affirmative, and I don't know if they are. Is Rodon going to be great? And I think he could be. Is Nestor Cortez's shoulder, is it okay? Is Marcus Stroman first half Marcus Stroman or second half Marcus Stroman? And then what's the, what's the jump that Clark Schmidt's going to take? Then you got to hope that Rizzo – Comes all the way back from the concussion. I think he's going to be fine. We have to hope that DJ LeMahieu is a guy that is the second half DJ, not the first half. And and then the wild part is going to be Stanton. You know, is Stanton going to be able to stay on the field? He's going to be able to catch up with fastballs, which he had a little bit of trouble if you look at the analytics last year. So that led to him cheating to try to get around on a fastball. Then he'd be susceptible to something off speed. So I'm, I'm not trying to like dodge your question. There's a lot of things if they're answered in the affirmative. I think that they're one of the favorites to go to the World Series. If they're not, then they could have a rough year. But I don't think they're going to have a rough year. I'm not sure if they're going to win the American League East. I think the Astros' last three innings of a game with the addition of Hayter, they, they're going to play a six-inning game now. It's like the Yankees back in 98. So it, I think the Astros are still a team that you look at and go, they're going to be really good in the postseason. 
the Rangers have a lot of injuries at the pitching. Whether or not they bring back Jordan Montgomery is going to be important as well. And uh, and then you got the Orioles, who have great young talent. And I still think they are going to sign a big-time start. If they do, then they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, I hope they land Snell. I think it would be awesome for them if, if they do. What? Why are you laughing? Because you sound like the you sound like uh, Derek, our Yankee fan. fan. Hey, oh hey. man, they're going to sign Snell. They're going to sign Montgomery. Hey. They're going to sign Bellinger. They traded for Soto. <laughs> Who else is left? No, they're I don't buy Matt the Chapman stuff. to play third. I don't buy the Bellinger part. Uh, well, last thing I want to ask you about the Yanks was just thoughts on you know Brian Cashman kind of going for it a little bit more over the past several months. I mean, you've covered him for a long time. Obviously, this team's had a ton of winning, so when they finally don't. The fan base goes off. Reporters kind of start putting things out there. So what did you think about, you know, his some of his comments? I think were pretty effing good, among others. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Todd knows me. I'm, I'm certainly not um, a Puritan. But I, I said at the time, and I'm sure Brian didn't like it, you know, I understood his frustrations, you know, the stuff that he said at the winter meetings. But I just thought that the way he said it is not really befitting the way GM should have been speaking. And he kind of walked that back a little bit, but he was he was really really angry, and I, I you know it still gets me this. I don't know who he was angry at, because I think he he's been treated fairly and very well, and I think he's earned that from the New York media because I think he's done an unbelievable job, and I think he's a Hall of Fame GM. So he must be reacting to fans because there's, there's a segment of Yankee fans on social media that despise him. Every move that he makes, they hate. So I think he got a little frisky and, and just answered back at them. It couldn't be at writers. It couldn't be at broadcasters because, you know, I don't think anybody's been unfair to Brian. But I think that Brian really got tired of all the outside noise and finally answered back. And Brian also, in his defense, he was answering for the whole system that he's built and the people that work under him. He felt that they were being maligned as well. And, you know, I will give him one break on last year. You know, people always say you can't use injuries as an excuse. Well, you can't. They might not be an excuse, but they're a reason. The Yankees were ravaged by injuries last year. There was no way that they were going to be able to win. When Judge went down after running into the wall at Dodger Stadium, the legs got cut out from under them. And then you know, Rodon's out for the first half of the year. It went on and on. Rizzo with the concussion, it just was not a good scene. So it was hard for them to, to absorb. In the past, they've been able to be next guy up. There were too many next guys up last year. And I think that's what ultimately got them. I think that Brian saw that. And he got ticked off that people kept saying, well, he's lost his fastball. I personally don't think he's lost his fastball. He's made some deals that have not turned out the way he would want. But, you know, you could say it about any GM in any sport. It's going to happen. So I don't mind that he defended himself. You know, the profanity that he used. You know, there are kids that, you know, are big Yankees. <laughs> I just I didn't think that that was the coolest thing. Um, my last question to you before we let you go. Um the Mets, we got to talk about the Mets a little bit. A couple good free agent signings. Harrison Bader just signed out of Vino, and they got Luis Severino. Um, how are they going to look this year to you, in your opinion? Are, are they going to be the Kings in New York? What do you think? I don't think this is the year of the Kings in New York. I mean, their pitching is is really, really short. I mean, they're, they're banking on a lot of guys. Like, I think Severino could be great. I, I love Severino. I love watching him pitch. And when he's healthy, he's dynamic. But he hasn't been healthy for a very, very, very long time. So there's no Verlander at the top of the rotation. There's no Scherzer. Your lead guy is Senga. Uh, I, I like their lineup. I think their lineup is, is, is a pretty good lineup. I think Alonzo is going to have a good year. I just don't see that they have enough pitching. And I don't know if their bullpen is deep enough. So it, it's interesting. Everybody else in that division is, has gotten a little bit better. 
I think the Mets are, are building for the future. And I see what David Stearns is doing, but I think it would be really, really um, surprising if they're a contending team this year. Could they squeak in as the last wild card? Maybe. But if you actually do the math, Todd, and, and look at all the teams in the National League, I mean, you look at the division winners and then say, well, that's better than the other three teams that are going to make the wild card at this point. I say, no. And now somebody's going to call me Yankee boy. Thanks, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Hey, we want homers. We're, we're, I like homers. I'm a homer. I like homers for my announcers. I want you to root for me if I'm on your team. I'm watching. I want you to root for me. I don't want you to root for the Mets, Michael. Yeah, he's a White Sox homer, yeah, so apologize. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. It's funny, AJ, because like in New York, that's just not accepted. Like if Gary Cohen and I, Gary with the Mets, knew that if if we rooted for our team like openly, we get crushed, crushed by the oh. the media guys in Chicago. It's good guys two, bad guys one. It's a different ecosystem. It really it is. is. It is. Yeah, well, I, I've had a conversation with with uh, Gary about that, like a heated one. And oh, uh, really, and, and and we and but but we it worked out at the end. I, you know, it, it would just I'm like, when when are you gonna you know you've been here for 30 years. Like, when are you gonna root for our team a little more? Get on there, and it was it was a span of everything. Players were getting mad. And we had a great great open conversation, and it it actually gave me a little more respect for what he does and what I and he respected more what I what I had to say. So it was actually really you know good what's funny, Todd, with Gary. Gary is truly, I'm telling you, he's the biggest Met fan alive. Without a doubt. He wants the Mets to win so badly, but he will rip them really hard when yes. they're not playing well. But he wants them to win more than anybody. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Listen, I want that as, as an announcer and as a fan. I want my guy to root for my team. And, and listen, thanks, Michael, for also ruining the thing that Ken Rosenthal says all the time, that reporters don't root for their team. So thank you for that. <laughs> now, I do have a question. I don't, question. I don't think writers root for their team. No. No, <laughs> sometimes, no, no. sometimes they, they root for nope. good stories and quick games. True. It sounds like broadcasters. Good stories and quick <laughs> you games. you got to jump. Final thought. <laughs> yeah, okay. Got? I, I got to ask this as, as, as someone that's worked with David Cohn and some of the other guys that you've worked with, who's your favorite yep. guy on Yes to work with? Yeah, I mean, because you guys have about 50 of them over the years. So yeah, who's your favorite not, guy? You, you want to file a resume? It's, it's uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I really do. The best combination I, I, that I enjoy working the most is, is Coney and O'Neill. That's a lot of fun. I mean, they, they get along. We all get along. You know, we go out together. Wait till together. I talk to Flash later. <clears throat> I <laughs> love Flash. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. You know, the, the best three-man booth is me, Paul, and, and, and David, but – you know, David with the ESPN, he's not going to be doing as many games this year, so uh, we'll have to find another favorite booth. Hey, you just want Paul O'Neill to stay in his basement, right? Where he's in his, <laughs> he's like in his basement uh, at Coney. AJ Paul O'Neill wanted to stay in his basement. The travel <laughs> <was great. laughs> it's a good gig if you can get well, it. Seriously, I mean, great gig. Games. Games. yeah, that's not bad. Trust me, as someone that does games from my house, it's much more fun to be at the stadium and do them. But listen, if they want to pay you the same amount to sit at home. Not have to fly and travel. I mean, who's complaining? But not Paul O'Neill. He, he 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 was in the booth all year last year, and it's fun yeah. when he's in the booth because I've I've never ever in my life seen a guy with a thirty-two inch waist never stop eating. The guy never stops eating, ever. Throughout the that. game, people bring him food. Hey, they got good food in Yankee Stadium. They mm -hmm. do. They do, but I mean, it's tough. You got to eat, I guess, during the break, and you know, because mm -hmm. you got to talk. Usually, yeah, that's your that's job. That's why they have cough buttons. Exactly. Well, Michael, we've been looking forward to having you on, man. It was great to catch up with you. you you've got your show at 3 coming up? 3 o'clock, yep. 
All right. So for uh, for fans that want a little more of Michael K, check out his show, obviously, back on, on Yanks coming up in spring training. So appreciate you, Michael. Thank you. Anytime, guys. It's been fun. Thank you. Yeah, enjoyed it. Michael K with us on FT Live. Good stuff. How much do you, you eat a lot actually during the broadcasts? Um, not a lot, but you'll, lot, you'll get you'll get like a premier. Yeah, item. they'll send because we kind of do a thing now where I do whatever whatever stadium I'm in. I like that. Something. Yeah, it's cool, and they send us all kinds of stuff. So I mean, great way to get free got, food. Great way to get free food, <laughs> and also I mean it gets it out there for like I'll put it on my Instagram or my Twitter, and uh, you know they'll people like to see it, and then people go and order it. It's good for the stadium. It's good for the companies. I mean, it's fun. Plus, it's good for my my fat belly. So, I mean, uh, it's 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 good. And uh, some of these stadiums have outstanding food. Yes, outstanding food. And plus, you know, when it's free, I'll take three. You know. Yep, I'm with you. All right, let's stand the Yanks for a sec. Bet MGM World Series odds. Wait, close your eyes, both of you. Close your eyes. Mm. Have you seen it yet? Nope. Have you seen their odds Mm-mm. for this no. year? No. What no. do you think the Yankees World Series odds? And if you want me to give you a hint of like where they were at last year, or you don't care. You know what, what the odds look like for other teams. I'm saying plus 900. Todd? I'm saying plus 600. How did you know? Did you really go plus 900? And Did you peak? I swear to God I didn't. It's plus 900 oh, this that's year. Awesome. Good job. I was going to go 1,000, but that seemed high because a lot of fans bet on the Yankees. So I was like, they'll put it under 1,000. They did. They were plus 800 entering last season by midseason. <laughs> they were in fourth place by that point on July 10th. Todd knows who to bet on. I just can guess the odds really well. <laughs> so would you guys throw a hundo down to win 900 i mean todd father's yeah. a little biased but yeah i would put 500 down hey, hey how we doing all right well i, I know mean this, that, this, i'm not seeing i'm not the borgata that'll happily take your money <laughs> forget that listen, there's an app <laughs> listen, I, I, I feel like if they are healthy they got just as much of a shot like anybody else and that's the big if if everybody can be consistent with what they do, if Carlos Rodon comes back, Nestor Cortez, and these big guns play like they're supposed to, I feel like they could be right in the mix. Uh, listen, and you know one thing the Yankees are going to do if they're in it? They're going to go make some moves and try to win. Yep. So, I mean, listen, I mean, like Michael Kay said, Rodon's huge. What's Which Stroman are they getting? Can Stanton stay healthy? Is, is Rizzo – I mean, they got a lot of question marks, right? But if it all lines up, Talent-wise, they're right there with anybody. Yeah. I mean, they can compete with anybody as long as it all lines up. Now, will it all line up? We don't know, but they definitely have a chance. I agree. The The pitching is more of a concern for me than the offense, which is surprising because Todd Father, I mean, you had to suffer through watching a lot of bad, yeah. bad games on yeah. offense for this team last year that was uncharacteristic. I mean, they play in a ballpark that, you know, is homer happy and, there were often times you get to the second half of the lineup and you're just like, oh, here we go. I'll just yeah. flip it around nice and yep. quick here. But I don't think that'll be the problem. I, I just think there are, like the word you guys used on that interview just now, a lot of variables with that starting rotation. And to me, it's it's risky. It's risky. risky. I, I need one more in there. In my mind, I need one more. It can't well, just you, always be on Cole. I agree. If, if, if Nestor and, and – um... Rodon come back and are yeah. even somewhat better than what they did the last – well, Nestor had a good year. I mean, he got hurt. But still, if they do anything better than what they did last year, they're, they're going to be better off. I'm not going to say yeah. they're going to be great, but they're going to be better off.